Welcome to the Alchemy, Astrology, and Astro Health Podcast. I'm Maya Ratla, medical astrologist, astroherbalist, and green witch. I was diagnosed with endometriosis at 19, and I was told I would never have children. I healed my body through the power of herbs, alternative health practitioners, energy healing, and more. At 28, I had the baby they said I would never have without any interventions. I refused to believe that my body was not able to heal itself. Along this journey, I stumbled across medical astrology and it resonated with me so much. I started down the path to learning this unique system that had been used for thousands of years in the medical community. I now help other women heal their bodies using their cosmic blueprint, the unique blueprint that every person has embedded in their DNA from the stars. This system helps me see what's going on in your body on a cosmic level and exactly how to help you give your body what it needs to heal itself. We are all uniquely and amazingly designed, and when we learn to work with our design, love ourselves for how we are designed to function, and integrate the cosmos into our lives, I truly believe that we can see true and lasting health brought into our lives. If you are ready to change your life, heal your body, and learn to deeply love who you are, this podcast is for you. Come join me as I discuss medical astrology, astro-nutrition, astro-herbalism, health, wellness, spirituality, transformation, and so much more. I'm so excited you are joining me. Hi, everyone. I have some amazing news that I want to share with you before we dive into the episode today. And I'm super excited and I can't wait. So we're just going to do it. So I've talked about this with a few people in person and then a couple others in my group. Um, If you're in my group, then you already saw it. So spoiler alert, you've already seen it. But um, there's something new coming to the podcast. So I remember I told you, I don't know, last month? I don't know where we are in the year. Um, Anyways, one of the episodes where I was like doing the 2023 recap and talking about what we want to do for the new year. I, um, I mentioned there was some cool stuff coming for the podcast. So I finally got it all worked out. We've gotten a few of the episodes recorded for this. So I'm just gonna get to tell you about it today. And I'm so excited. So I have started and it will be opening today for signing up a podcast subscription. So this will be a side of the podcast where you will pay $4.99 a month. So it's super cheap and affordable where you get extra bonus episodes. You get video episodes occasionally. You will be getting time one-on-one with me where you can jump in and watch a live recording. You can jump in and be brought into the live recording. We can have a conversation on that. And there will be other people available. Those will be recorded and put into the subscription side for those who couldn't attend live. Um, Madison Callanan and I will be doing episodes together. She's going to come be my co-host on a lot of these episodes on the subscription side. She was in episode 33, I think it was, 32, 33, one of those. Um, She's the Reiki practitioner. She has changed some things and now she's doing a whole awesome thing and it's great. She's amazing. Her and I are like, I don't know, besties from another realm. And so we um, are decided to do this together. Her episode was really popular. People have loved it. And I just felt spirit leading to bring her into this. So there will be episodes once a month where either her and I have recorded a conversation that will be going out to you where we have opened it up for like a live Q&A. So we'll let you, if you're in the subscription, let you know that, hey, this recording's coming up. Send us your questions or you know what? Show up on the day of the recording live and we'll 
answer your questions right there, right? And be like, they call it hot seat coaching, but I hate that term because I don't know about you, but no one wants to be in a hot seat, um, including myself, maybe especially myself. Um, and that just gives you like, I don't know, that just makes me feel like I'm being... I don't know, burned alive at the stake. Maybe that's my witch wound coming up. I don't know. But anyways, we're just going to call it live Q&A session because that sounds better to me. But we'll be having those. Um, sometimes it'll just be like something that Spirit has led for us to talk about that we will, you know, post as well. So there's be all kinds of different things coming for this. And I've had some people ask me, like, why have I chosen to do this? And I will say that while the money aspect is nice, let's be honest, you know, um, I am running a business and if I want to continue doing this podcast, I do need to make some money from the podcast eventually so that I can continue to do it and put, you know, as many eggs as I am putting into my podcast because I love it and I love doing it and I love doing it for you guys, but it has to be sustainable, right? So while that is obviously a piece, the other biggest piece is that I have five planets in Scorpio. One of those is in Mercury. Mercury is the planet of communication and how we communicate with each other, how we receive communication, right? My Scorpio Mercury likes to dive deep. It likes to dive into taboo subjects. It likes to dive into things that most people are like, oh, we probably shouldn't talk about that in, you know, polite society. I don't want to be polite. I want to be able to jump into things and go in depth in a very intimate manner. And I prefer to do that with all that Scorpio placements in a closed container where I am free to be myself, but it's only for certain people. It's not open to the entire world. I mean, I guess it is if the entire world wants to sign up for my subscription, but putting it behind a small blockade where someone has to actually sign up to get this feels safer for me. There's a lot of stuff that I want to share that I just don't feel comfortable sharing on the podcast currently that spirit is guiding me to say but also guiding me to protect you know my energy and my my spirit from things i'm also in human designer reflector and if you don't know what that is um you can google it but in with that my energy is very up and down it's all around and I'm also like a mirror, and this is very much a Scorpio thing too, but a mirror of other for other people. And a lot of times they don't see me, they see their shortcomings, their shadow side coming up, their things that are just like triggering to them, right? And it gets really exhausting to put myself out there, speak my truth, talk about something that is maybe triggering for some people and then have to fend off all of the attacks that come with that. And so if I'm going to put myself out there, I want to be able to do so in a space that not only feels safe, is safe, but is something that just not everybody has access to, right? I love the podcast. The free site is still continuing that that's not going to change. You're still going to get all of those same episodes and values and things like that, that you've been getting from it. Still going to talk about medical astrology all the time. We're still going to have the soul led conversations because I fucking love those. And from what I'm hearing from you guys, so do you. And so nothing's changing on that side. 
just now you can sign up for $4.99 a month and get a bunch of extra bonus stuff where it's more intimate between you and I, where we get to actually interact in person, where we get to jump on a live video together, where you get to get some, you know, Q&As, some of your pressing things that are going on in your life answered, right? Like, you know, what's going on in my chart right now that is making me feel like X, Y, and Z. Um, Madison's going to come on and she offers a completely different perspective than I do in a lot of ways. Um, and so together, you know, we we will be doing that. We've been talking about hosting like a once, probably every other month, like session where um, we put out a question about something or we just put it out to them about, hey, who wants to come jump on here? Who has like a problem? And we on that on that episode that then goes live on the you know subscription side of the podcast is you having a, a, a problem um, issue that's come up a health problem a you know energetic problem a spiritual problem a, whatever it is right and you get all the advice that we would give our clients right just for being a subscription member which is invaluable in and of itself because that's we have, well, I have like 12, 13 years of experience just on the holistic side, plus like my, you know, 20 plus years in nursing that you get with all that. Plus then you get Madison's experience and she's been doing this for six, seven years now. So you're getting a combined like, you know, probably almost 30 years of experience coming at you with advice and all kinds of things. So I'm super excited. That is one of my things that I have been holding on to and I've been chomping at the bit to tell you guys. So I am telling you now, um, sign up for it. The link is in the show notes. There's some episodes that are already in there and that are live. There are more that are coming. Madison and I recorded a couple ready to go in there and I have a series that's coming in there that is really near and dear to my heart. And again, it's really a lot of trigger worthy drama related stuff that happened to my and myself and what I went through uh, getting pregnant and having a child and the healthcare system that failed me and my baby and almost killed both of us. Actually, spoiler alert, it did kill me, but I'm back. So <laughs> you can't, you, it's really, really hard to uh, keep a Scorpio down, right? No, um, but really it's, it's pretty traumatic and stuff I want to share, but I would prefer to share in a more intimate, safe container. So that's going to be part of it. It's a whole episode with um, an, other people that are going to be on there talking about their experiences and stuff that's going on. We're going to be doing a whole series on, you know, like prenatal holistic care with me and how I walk my prenatal clients through helping take care of their bodies while they're pregnant, how to take care of their bodies while they're giving birth and how to work with their bodies, all that stuff that I teach them and work with them closely. And then the postpartum period after they've had the baby and, you know, talk to them about that. And uh, we'll have a whole discussion about what, you know, kind of how I walk them through that and all the things that I suggest, because these are the clients that I work with. I have a monthly like um, concierge type service where they pay me a monthly fee and they get pre and intra and postnatal 
care from me on the holistic side, talking about the herbs and things like that. And I work in conjunction with whatever OBGYN or midwife that they are working with to help them get a very holistic, well-rounded, you know, care during their pregnancy and afterwards. And it's something that I don't talk about a lot on the podcast currently because it is, it's really special to me. It's near and dear to my heart, but it can be very triggering for a lot of people and it's understandable. So I'm trying to keep the podcast as trauma-free, I guess, as possible, (laughs) but I feel safe to put that out there in the other side. So that's one of the series that's coming. Um, It's just, I'm so excited for it and I'm hoping you're as excited as I am. So please go sign up and um, in the show notes, there's a link, $4.99 a month cancel at any time. There is literally no obligation to stay forever if you, there's no contract, right? If you hate it after like the first month, that's fine. You will not make me upset. Just continue listening to the free side, please, right? But yeah, I'm, this just where spirit's been leading and I already have like a bunch of episodes planned out for it because it's stuff that I've been wanting to say for a while, but was feeling called to wait and I didn't know why I was feeling called to wait and now I do. So that is coming. It's actually um, gonna probably start like I'm gonna start releasing episodes uh, next week. So yes, go sign up now so you don't miss any of those. It's gonna be super exciting. Um, I am really, really fucking excited about it. And I just wanted to share that with you. So again, $4.99 a month. You can sign up at the link in the show notes. This is through Spotify only currently. Um, I looked into doing through Patreon, but um, there's it's like a whole nightmare of setting things up in there. And this was easier to at least get started and, you know, kind of get things fleshed out. And then we could look into, you know, moving it potentially down the road. But for now, um, you do need um, a Spotify account. It's a subscription through Spotify. When you log on to Spotify um, and come to the podcast, you'll be able to see all the extra episodes that are for the subscription, and it'll let you know that it's a subscriber's podcast episode only. So you will be able to differentiate which one's just the regular for all audiences and which one was only for you subscribing to my podcast. Um, But please sign up for that. I would love it. Um, Apple Podcast does a similar like subscription type thing that I'm also looking into, you know, doing and I could do that simultaneously, but they have a lot more hoops to jump through. So um, that's some red tape there. But either Patreon is coming in the future or just adding Apple on. But yes, please come check it out. Sign up at the link in the show notes and I will see you guys there. Thank you. Love and light. Hi everyone, welcome back to Alchemy, Astrology, and Astro Health. Before we dive into the episode today, I have a couple things I want to share with you. Um, the Power of Presence challenge is still going on and through mon- until yeah through Monday. They added a couple extra bonus days because they had such a great overwhelming response. So um, if you haven't already, there's an, a link in the show notes. Go sign up for all the amazing speakers. I have attended a number of sessions already and it has been absolutely amazing. These are some absolutely amazing speakers and they have brought so many different things to like the presentations it's just it's amazing it's all inspiring and i feel very um 
honored that I was asked to be in this container with such amazing people. Um, I feel quite unworthy in some ways of being there. I know that's imposter syndrome speaking and probably my ego trying to protect me from, um, you know, really seeing my magical side, but that is what it is. It's the truth. I just want to be honest with you guys, but mine is on Saturday. So if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out Thursday, the, what are we at? The 15th of February, then just know that you have not missed my presentation yet. It is this Saturday, February 17th at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, which is 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you are in another country listening to this, you will have to do your own mathing on that because I am not sure um, how to convert in my head any more than um, the current time zones in the U.S. So, that is going to be amazing. I'm super excited. I'm doing it workshop style, y'all. So you will have a book. So bring a pen or a tablet, something that you can write on because I will. It is going to be digitally being able to be filled out too. Or if you want, you can print it and fill it out by hand. It depends on, you know, whatever way works for you. Um, so that is Saturday the 17th. There is also a link where you can sign up for just my presentation in the show notes as well. All right. So two ways to sign up. You can either sign up through the one link, which signs you up for the whole event and will give you a list of all the other speakers that have yet to speak that you can sign up for. Or if you say, hey, this is great, but I don't want to hear the other people, which is fine, then you can sign up for just my presentation, okay? So that's still going on. Please come join us. It's absolutely amazing. Tara has done an amazing job, lined up some amazing people. And I've been so blessed to be able to be in part of the, in this event as part of it and to even attend the sessions that I've attended so far. They have all been super eye-opening, kind of magical and healing in a lot of ways um, already. So when this is only Tuesday when I'm recording this. Um, so yeah, please come join us, sign up. I would love to have you there. Um, it's gotten to the point that it's getting so popular. Even my grandma is asking for a link to sign up y'all. So you, uh, if even my grandma wants to come, you know, it's going to be amazing. Sign up, come to the workshop. It's going to be all about medical astrology, astronutrition, and how that kind of works together to show like your cosmic blueprint and how you can kind of figure that out and start trying to DIY some of this stuff. And um, yeah, if you come, I'm giving away some free many sun sign readings so hint 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 if you haven't signed up already sign up so that you get the code for that because it's only available for those who come to the presentation it will not be available for anybody else so if you want that where you get 10 minutes of my time telling you all about your sun moon and rising and how that affects your body and your health and how you can start working with your body instead of against it so you can feel healthy and whole and amazing all of the time then yeah you got to come listen to me it's going to be fun I hope to see you guys there all right, let's dive into today's session. We are talking all about Saturn today and Saturn and medical astrology. Saturn is the other malefic. Um, Mars was the other one that we talked about earlier. And this one is actually considered the greater malefic in medical astrology. And it's considered that in regular astrology too. But in uh, medical astrology, this just means that it's one of the planets that is most likely to be the one that its influence is causing um, 
potential issues in the body over like another one right so mars and saturn tend to be the seat of problems whereas venus and jupiter which are the benefics tend to kind of balance that influence of them out depending on where they are in the chart as well so those are the benefics they kind of help bring in all the good stuff and then these other the malefics bring in some of the not so great stuff and then together they all kind of balance things out right um so we're going to talk about saturn and everything that comes with that Saturn is the opposite of Jupiter, which we'll be talking about in the next episode in this series. So definitely tune in for that because it's always fun to hear that. So Saturn is um, considered a masculine you know, um, force, a masculine planet. It's um, young energy, but it's different from the young energy that we see in Mars. So in Mars, we see the really what people have thought of as like true, like, yang energy where it's very active it's dynamic it's ever changing it's quick it's decisive right saturn is a little different in how it comes out with its yang energy it's a little slower it's a little more meandery it's not as quick to come to a decision but once it gets to a decision it's really hard to change it right saturn is the planet of boundaries of um like life difficulties and lessons that we need to learn and so it's yang energy is a little different it's a little more harsh in some ways so it's definitely necessary right like we need that in our lives of like lessons coming to the forefront that we need to learn so we can fulfill our karma from our past lives so that we can move forward in this life so we can grow as a human our spirits can learn and can grow and we can evolve into something better so while saturn is necessary in our regular astrology charts as well as our medical astrology charts its influence is one that everybody knows about almost everybody will tell you that even in people who don't understand astrology or don't even you know quote unquote believe in it um will tell you that they understand that like oh saturn's just not a great influence that saturn return is hard saturn brings hard life lessons right and so it's just a different kind of young energy but this is also because it's kind of a polarity and dual nature to saturn because it rules two signs it rules capricorn and it rules aquarius aquarius is a masculine sign whereas capricorn is an earth sign and a feminine sign is considered right so it's a yin sign and aquarius is a yang sign so because of that that's why we see saturn's yang energy being a little more meandery and passive in a way than active dynamic and quick to things like mars mars is pure basically yang energy it does have some duality because it does rule scorpio which is considered a you know a yin sign but because it's that fixed yin energy in scorpio it's just not as powerful as that cardinal energy that comes from capricorn right that initiating dynamic energy that the cardinal signs have so there is that as well there's that little bit of a yin energy in saturn as well so it's definitely a little slower and it creates slowness in the body right it's a cold planet it brings a lot of slowness and it brings change but it's not always quick change sometimes it's like change that doesn't happen for quite a number of years but start it back in like childhood right which is why saturn return it takes saturn a long time to get around the sun and back into the sign that you were born under so like 
if you were born, you know, Saturn in Pisces, Saturn is back in Pisces, so y'all are starting your Saturn returns, which means you're probably somewhere between 28 to 30 years old because it takes it about 30 years and a little over depending on where you are, where it is in your natal chart in the degrees, right, between 0 and 30, um, as to how fast it gets back into your you know, where it is in your natal chart to create that influence, so that Saturn return. So um, usually it's around 30 that you really get it, but a lot of people start noticing the effects and influence of that Saturn return around 28. That's when I had mine. Mine started a couple years early and decided to last, um, yeah, for, I think, like, till I was, like, almost out of 30. So, like, for two years. It was rough, y'all. Um and I think that's just because of where it is in my chart. It's right at like two degrees Scorpio or something. So when it came back to Scorpio, it it came back there a lot sooner than it would like somebody else who was at like 30 degrees Scorpio, right? So we have that dual nature here that we see. We also see it being associated, like I said, with like not only change, but it's also some aspects of like creation in there as well because it brings spirit into matter it brings our spirit into the matter of our body and helps us combine the two together and live in harmony with our spirits and our physical bodies which is kind of what saturn return is all about if you think about it it's about us really embracing who we are at our core right in our spirit and putting that out there in the physical realm and world as well and harmonizing with it and being okay with that this is why you see so many people at like the age of 30 go through like some kind of crises of some sort of like identity they get divorced because being a spouse is just no longer like how they identify it's just not what they want it they're starting to realize that maybe that's not what they ever wanted or they just don't want it with that person that they're with and so they change they start dyeing their hair funky colors they go from never having a tattoo to having 30 they you know start dressing like miss frizzle because because it makes them happy and it always has but they were afraid of showing that before and now they're not right we see a lot of identity changes at this time in people who are have always probably struggled but are really finally coming into their own because saturn is helping harmonize that spirit and the physical body so the inside world and their outside world together into one this is when a lot of people will leave a religion that they grew up in they'll find a different religion or they'll leave religion altogether and they'll find their own path like i did which has nothing to do with the religion right and so there's a lot of things and like you know in society nowadays people really associate like with their religion their political you know affiliation their how they dress what company they work for who they're married to if they're married or who they're in a relationship with anything like that right like we build our identities around this other stuff like i don't know what my identity is if i'm not a you know a spouse i don't know what my identity is if i'm not a you know a nurse at this place you know and so there's like this huge shift in what's really important and about setting boundaries too. There's a lot of boundaries that uh, get set <laughs> at this time as well. You start putting up with less and less bullshit starting at your Saturn return, and it just gets you know better from there, um, for sure. Because it again, it represents our personal boundaries and our limits. As far as like the different like myths and other things that we see Saturn associated with, um. Saturn in like the Roman, you know, 
uh, mythology was really kind of seen as like a tyrannical father figure who was obsessed with enforcing the law of the land and a lot of times it wasn't in a very nice way right so that's definitely present the son represents the father in general but saturn represents the challenges that we can have associated with our father so if your saturn is in an aspect um that's maybe not a nicer aspect it can lead to a lot of issues with your father. Mine is in Scorpio, as I've mentioned a hundred times probably by this point. Um, so mine's in Scorpio, and so a lot of my, like, boundaries and limits and my life lessons and everything I'm getting have to do with, um, like, family, because it's in the fourth house, right? Well he represents like the challenges associated with the father my dad is also a scorpio he is an october scorpio i'm a november scorpio which changes it a little bit in the dynamics of how they behave some but with my saturn in scorpio like i was pretty much destined and in the fourth house to have some issues with family and unfortunately because it's in the fourth house which is not only the house of family but the house of the mother and saturn's in there like this explains so much as to why like my parents and I have had the issues that we've had and why we are no contact with them. So part of what Saturn's life lessons bring about though at this age is to like transmute, um, right? That perception that we have of our father being this like tyrannical, like just not great person right in our lives into like a teacher in our lives instead unfortunately though that's just not um always how it works or if we do get the teacher right we finally kind of transmute that we don't get the nice teacher we get like the harsh you know teacher that's like smacking your fingers with a ruler so we kind of get the what not to do and how we don't want to have it done right on that but this also helps right at the same time because it helps us like heal our own embodiments of like the ancestral patterns that are coming through and they heal the fathers of our past generations inside of us that we hold like you know in our dna and our spirits and in turn it can help heal our fathers as well if they notice the change in us and they you know see us finally coming into our own and maybe even in their saturn return they never quite reached where they want it to be that potential that they want it to do right it can help that as well so they may turn around they may not they may get worse at this time right and so there's a lot of family issues that come up at a saturn return unfortunately typically surrounding dads but you know depending on where your saturn is in your chart it may just surround everybody and their brother and your family <laughs> so that's what happened with me um we see um Cronus and Uranus also kind of represented in the story here with um, Saturn. They're both tyrannical leaders. They pass that on to their children, right? And Saturn kind of represents that pattern there as well of the connection to the ancestral spirits in the spirit reality coming forward into the present time. Um, 
Saturn in the East does represent like karma, our necessity to break our own karmic patterns, but also those of our ancestors. So that's why we see some of this also coming up at this time. You'll see a lot of like generational trauma that comes up around your Saturn return as well, right? So something else that we can see. Saturn also kind of represents like our past affecting our present. But changing our futures, usually for the better, if we are willing to listen to what's coming up, hear it objectively, and make the steps necessary to change that, right? Then we'll have a better future. The same lessons will come up again and again and again and again if you don't fix them during your Saturn return the first time because Saturn does not like being dismissed and will just continue to bring these things up in some way shape or form and you will find yourself in a never-ending loop of shittiness if you don't just decide that you're done and you step out of that shitty circle right you break the circle and you you get out of it and it's not easy I've broken generational patterns in my family by you know doing half the stuff that I've done and how I've raised my kids and how I've changed things. It's not easy. It is really not easy being the generational trauma pattern breaker. Let me tell you, it comes with its own harsh realities and lessons and not fun events, but it is 1000% worth it because I am changing not only my future, but the future of my my kids, my kids' kids, if they have them, right? Like the whole, my whole family's ancestral patterns are changing and I am making a better future for myself and my kids. So while it's not easy at all, and I'm not claiming that it is, it's worth it. It is 1000% worth it. And I would do it over again, no matter how terrible it's been, right? So we see that. We see him also being represented in like Father Time, because of his ability to like magnetize, condense, create matter. Saturn also does represent the great mother of existence, giving birth to all forms. So we see that dual nature here too of the two signs that they rule this, the, you know, the yin and the yang signs. Um, as far as the, um, as far as the other like mytho mythological, like, uh, things that we see here with them, we see uh, Zeus um, in here too as a relation to Saturn. So Saturn, like I said, represents like the tyrannical father and you know, that his ch children fear. Um, he's a he fears that his children, there we go, will overthrow him, right? And this is what we... Um, this is what we see in the story of Cronus. He overthrew his father, Uranus, and so he fears that's going to happen to him. We see, you know, Zeus escaping from, um, also in Roman mythology, because he's Greek, but Zeus, also known as Jupiter in Roman mythology, escaping, right, from this pattern and leaving. So he breaks the patterns of that ancestral the son or child it could be a girl too a child overthrowing their parent and taking over like the kingdom right we see that breaking um we see other deities are um, shiva which is hindu and then for animals we see the owl and the vulture as well here as far as 
what else we see um, corresponding here with Saturn. It rules lead, the metal lead, um, which is like the heaviest and most dense of the um, alchemical metals. Um, so it's a very, again, heavy, cold planet. And that makes sense. We think of lead as being like really cold and kind of heavy and you know, it's like a dark gray. It's just kind of dreary and drab. Like, you know, it's just kind of how you think of, you know, Saturn as well. As far as the tarot cards is associated with um, the universe, which is card 21. We also see for the glyph here, Saturn's glyph looks a lot like Jupiter, if you're not familiar with the glyphs, right? And so they're easy to confuse sometimes. But I think of it in the fact that while Jupiter looks like a four that someone has written in like with a squiggle in it instead of two, instead of all being straight lines, Saturn looks more like an H with on the, the first down line you make on the H, the long little arm, there's a cross at the top of it that goes across it. So it looks like an H with a cross at the top of its little handle. Um, that's how I see it. It's, uh, you know, supposed to be, again, like the soul coming down into the body and transmuting of the two together. Um, so that's kind of what that represents with like the cross and the, you know, the crescent below it, right? It's supposed to be a crescent, but honestly, it looks like an H to me. So that's how I remember it. Um, maybe that'll make it easier for you. Again, these glyphs are hard to describe in like an auditory manner so please go google them so you can see what it looks like and you don't think i'm completely like making things up or that it's crazy i because it's hard it's hard y'all um as far as what um else saturn rules we know it rules lead like i just said but as far as the boundaries it rules boundaries of our life like our physical boundaries, our emotional boundaries, our spiritual boundaries that we set up with others, right? But it also rules the boundaries of our body. So like internally, the parts that it rules, it rules the skeleton, it rules the skin, it rules the boundaries of the physical body as well. Um, as I said, it tends to be a very cold, constrictive, restricting force in the body. Um, if it's below the horizon in your chart. So like if you're looking at your uh, horoscope chart, there's a big thick line that goes directly through the middle. That's the horizon line. So above it means that all the, you were born probably in the daytime and all of the, uh, like your sun will be above there and a lot of the other stuff could be above there too. So that warms it up and that helps. If yours is below the horizon, so it's at the bottom of your chart in house one through six, um, that that makes him even colder. And if he's in an earth or a water sign, which are the feminine signs, then he gets even colder and more restrictive, whereas being in an air or a fire sign kind of warms him up a little bit. Um, so very cold. He's associated with um, the earth element, typically. Um, but we also can think too, he's kind of associated with the air element just because he also rules an air sign. Um, and air can be a, a, a bit of a force sometimes that can try to break boundaries, right? Think about like a hurricane or a tornado. That's a lot of wind and they break down boundaries. So you can kind of see that as well. So he also rules, um, again, like 
not just the skeleton, but the bones, the teeth, the tendons, the ligaments, cartilage, the minerals of the body that create that. Um, that and the knees be a, a big influence on the knees because Capricorn rules the knees and Saturn rules Capricorn. We also see a strong correspondence to the ankles in particular here as well because Aquarius rules the ankles and Saturn rules Aquarius. Um, it has, um, again, it governs a lot of minerals that are needed for good bone health. And so it also then has a strong correspondence to the formation of stones in the body, like kidney and gallstones are the most common ones that I see here. Um, just because, again, it's a very cold, drying, like, constrictive, restricting force, and it dries things out. So, like, it creates stones easier, right? Like, part of the reason people get gallstones is that the bile is not moving from the gallbladder through the bile duct into the first part of the small intestine, the duodenum, as it should. And so there's some kind of either a blockage, there's a constriction or something restricting the flow, right? And then that bile sits in the gallbladder. It's made to be stored there, yes, but not like permanently. It's made to be stored there. And every time you eat a meal or food of some kind, right, a snack, it's supposed to contract and squeeze that bile out and then refill afterwards. If there's something that's hindering it from leaving the gallbladder appropriately. Not only will you notice, because you'll start feeling some spasms in that area that feels like, you know, someone is stabbing you in the abdomen, but you will also um, start having, like, symptoms of not, of indigestion, because part of bile's job is to break down the fats and pull those nutrients out of them so that your body can assimilate them and whatever. And so you'll start noticing like you have fatty stools that are floating in this in there. You'll have some symptoms of indigestion of like food, like kind of backing up or you get constipated because bile is a very good laxative and it helps move things through your intestines and out the other end as it's supposed to. And so if you don't have enough of that, that gets, you know, your colon gets stagnant on, on top of everything else. And if the gallbladder um, or the bile duct in this case is probably having some kind of constriction or an issue, then the bile starts building up in there, it just sits there, it becomes stagnant, and then it starts crystallizing because it's not moving through, and then you get gallstones, which then lead to a whole host of other problems. So I see that being a common thing here just because of that. Also, we consider Saturn the, like, quote-unquote seat of chronic illnesses and this is because like I said it creates constriction and restrictive flow of energy and blood sometimes and nutrients to organ systems that we would like to work properly but because our body is designed to live in homeostasis all the time and constantly balance itself out it will continue to function like everything's fine for a very long time even if certain body parts or systems aren't getting all the stuff that they need to function correctly your body will find other ways to you know work through that right it has a bunch of backup systems it has backup systems for the backup systems and so because of that we will see that things seem fine 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 and then like you hit 30 when your Saturn return comes and then bam suddenly you're diagnosed with a chronic illness and your health goes into the shitter and you're like what in the hell I've been fine forever I've been super healthy and that's just because your body has been functioning as if it's super healthy because it's been able to maintain that homeostasis but then it does reach a point where eventually it cannot do that any longer right it can only do it for so long before 
it just can't anymore. And that's why we see a lot of chronic illnesses popping up in like 30s, 40s um, in people's lives because it's been going on for more than likely a while, but it's just taken that long for symptoms to start appearing and you to notice it really happening. And I see this a lot with Saturn when clients come to me. I see a lot of times if they are um, dealing with some sort of chronic issue in their life, and this can be mental health, physical health, spiritual health, emotional health, any kind of health problem that has been sustained in long term, I look at Saturn first to see what's going on because more than likely it is Saturn that is causing this chronic cycle, right? And we need to break that. And to do that, we want to lean into Jupiter because that's its opposite planet. And we also kind of want to lean into Mars because Mars is also kind of the opposite of Saturn and gets things moving. It's all about movement. So that's two of the ways that we can just start bringing some balance back to the body is focusing on what might be missing and then start adding that back in by using Mars and Jupiter and what they govern as, you know, our starting point. Um, we see a lot of like cold issues happening here. And by that, I mean like coldness in the body that leads to affecting the nervous system and the musculoskeletal systems, cramping, nervousness, anxiety, tension, bloating, gas, um, just a lot of like feeling like you're constantly on edge, right? Um, so, because they rule, again, all of that. So, I see, um, again, it rules Capricorn, it rules Aquarius, so we see a lot of those same kind of health issues that we see with those. Um, now, depending on what's going on, right, with Saturn, where it's at in the chart and all that, it can be a person who suffers from a lot of like broken bones um, because they're not getting they're not assimilating the calcium and the vitamin D and all the stuff they need to create good strong bones right because of Saturn's influence so I can see that that happens but I don't see it as super common um, I tend to see a lot more like gallbladder issues and chronic health issues stemming from some sort of um, gallbladder or, or liver long-term like issues that have been going on under the surface, digestion issues. Um, I see a lot of times people have like a lot of cavities or teeth that break easily um, from again like chronic malnourishment that you've been eating great, right? You've been eating exactly what your body needs, but it's not been used properly because something else is going on. So I see a lot of that. It rules Capricorn, which rules the knees and the boundaries, and then it rules Aquarius, which rules the electrical system of the body, as well as the ankles, the calves, and the sodium balance. Um, it has some correspondence to the kidneys. Libra officially rules the kidneys, but Aquarius has some correspondence to them as well due to the fact that it rules sodium and the kidneys help maintain our sodium balance in our body, right? So we see those um, signs, body parts, and systems being under Saturn's rulership. As far as astro-nutrition goes, like I already mentioned, it rules vitamin C. It rules vitamin K. Um, it rules... Calcium, because again, rules the bones. Calcium, everyone knows calcium for strong bones, but you need calcium and sulfur and vitamin D and a few other things to have really strong bones. So if you're not getting all of those, then you can, you know, start having 
soft bones. You also need to put your bones under some load so that they can also build up strength. So strength training is really good for anybody, no matter what age you are. Um, but if you have a lot of Capricorn in, or Aquarius in your chart, it's even more important for you because the chances of you coming to a um, point in life where like osteoporosis or really bad arthritis gets you is common with those placements in the chart having so much um, so much influence on your body. So we also see it ruling fluorine um, and um, I said sulfur. Did I say sulfur? Sulfur. Um, fluorine is also needed for strong bones. Um, so we see him ruling that. Now um, vitamin C is needed for so many things in the body that some people are not even aware of because it's just we always hear about vitamin c for immune health right anybody you can ask anybody on the street what do you take vitamin c for and they're all like oh we take it when you start getting sick or you take it to prevent getting sick or you take it to boost your immune system when you're flying a lot during you know winter or whatever right everybody knows that but there's other reasons that we need vitamin c and um, one is to avoid getting scurvy, which, if you don't know what that is, it is an illness where you don't have enough vitamin C, and so you start getting really, like, receding gums that are bleeding and unhealthy, and your teeth start falling out of your head because the gums become so loose they can't hold the teeth in place anymore. Um, the teeth start kind of rotting away even because they, again, need vitamin C to an extent to be strong. Um, your skin starts getting like having a lot of issues and you get like scabby skin and you get a lot of um, potential bleeding issues throughout the body and other places. And this is because of a lack of vitamin C because vitamin C helps form collagen in our bodies. And without that, we don't have good elastic skin, we don't have good elastic arteries or capillaries, and they start becoming leaky. We get bleeding and receding gums and, you know, body tissues and things like that. So we get lots of potential issues, right? From that, we can also see hemorrhaging because, again, it helps keep our arteries and our capillaries elastic and how they're supposed to be. And so without that, we get that. Um, if we don't have enough um, vitamin C, our cells start losing their supportive strength, which then causes weakening of the protein of the skins, the tendons, the bones, the cartilage, and other connective tissues. So it's really important in building all of that up. Um, you will see it's marketed mainly toward women or those identifying as women, but vitamin C serum, you see that a lot as, uh, and they, they tout it as like an anti-aging serum. It isn't necessarily anti-aging, but it does help give back some of that collagen building, you know, like stuff that your body needs. And so it can help your face and whatever other parts of your body you're putting on appear younger, um, because it's helping to take out some of those wrinkles and stuff because it's helping give your body what it needs. You don't need a serum for that. You can literally just eat more vitamin C in your diet and avoid that. If you want to use serum, it's not like it's a bad thing for sure, but just be careful about what else is in it because your skin is the largest organ in your body. It absorbs 
everything that you put on it in some way, shape, or form, and there's some things that just may not be best for your specific body in those serums that can start causing issues down the road and becoming more of like that Saturnian influence in your body and not a great way. So if you want to use it, that's fine. Just pay attention to what's in it. I prefer to get things through my diet because that's one less thing that I have to remember to do at the end of the night on top of everything else that you already do at night before you go to bed is remembering to put some crazy syrup on my face. So you do what works for you. It's obviously also good for your immune system, vitamin C. It helps um, our body's defense against anything trying to come in that should not be in there. Um, So it is very, very good. Um, We like to take it with B-complex, calcium and magnesium, if possible, because that helps it get absorbed better. Um, And also, it's good to take with iron, so the iron gets absorbed better, not necessarily the vitamin C. So if you're going to be taking iron as well, because like your Mars is afflicted and maybe you need more iron, make sure you're taking some vitamin C with that as well. So basically, just get a well-rounded, nutrient-dense, whole foods you know, diet, and you should be good. Foods that you can find vitamin C in, everybody knows citrus fruit, so I don't need to go there. But as far as other things go, as far as vegetables, you can find it in asparagus, Brussels sprouts, carrots, celery, chard, collards, tomatoes, turnip greens. In fruits, obviously citrus fruits, fruit citrus juices. You can find it in tangerines, strawberries, almonds, bananas, blueberries, cranberries, uh, pineapple, cantaloupe has it as well. As far as fish um, or meat goes, you can find it in uh, chicken liver. Um, you can find it in herbs, um, burdock seed, um, colt's foot, elderberries, marigold, or uh, oregano, or oregano, depending on where you're from, paprika, parsley, and rose hips. Rose hips are an amazing source of vitamin C that you can make into a tea and drink, and pine needles as well. They have to be round pine needles, not flat pine needles. Um, you can go out to any pine tree that has round pine needles, um, and you can tell when you put it in your hand, and you can feel it if it's round or it's flat. If it's flat, don't use those. Those ones are not good for you. They can be toxic. Do not make them into a tea. But if they're round, you can pull off the pine needles, fresh pine needles from there, break them in half, put them in some boiling water and steep them for 20, 30 minutes covered and then drink. It tastes really good, honestly. I've made it before, was kind of like a skeptic of how good this is going to taste, but it tasted great. And it was a very, very interesting flavor, but it tasted good and it was easy to um, get lots of vitamin C that way. So you can definitely do that. Um, As far as dosing goes, it's a water-soluble vitamin, so it's pretty hard to overdose on because your body will just pee out anything that it doesn't need. If you are sick, my protocol is you take 500 milligrams every hour um, until you reach... uh, bowel tolerance, meaning that you start having the runs. If you start having the runs, you back off by a thousand milligrams and that's the dose that you take. So if you've reached at that point, like 1500 milligrams, back off to a thousand milligrams and then take that until you feel better. On the average every day, I'm just taking it to make sure that I don't get sick or that my body has everything it needs. Anywhere between 100 and 10,000 milligrams daily is pretty safe for the body. Obviously, 10,000 is a hell of a lot, and I don't even suggest that, but I typically run around the one to 2,000 range for us, and that seems to work great, and that's what I suggest for a lot of my clients. 
as far as vitamin K, which is the other Saturn-ruled vitamin, we find that vitamin K is needed to also help prevent hemorrhaging in the body. It helps um, coagulation by taking prothrombin, right? There we go. And changing it by an enzymatic action to thrombin, which then converts into fibrogen in the blood into fibrin. Fibrin literally becomes like a net made of protein that halts the flow of red blood cells until the flow ceases. So in other words, this is what we call coagulation. So it literally makes blood clots. And if you don't have enough vitamin K in your body, then you will not be able to clot and you can potentially bleed out. Um, if you've ever been on like Coumadin or Warfarin as like a treatment, which is a blood thinner, um, and for some reason the dosage has gotten too much and you're hemorrhaging, Though you come to the hospital, the first and pretty much only thing that we will give you is vitamin K. It is the immediate reversal agent that you give for Coumadin overdoses. Um, and it will bring everything right back down to where it should and pretty much halt the effects of that really amazing blood thinner, right? So vitamin K is needed for that. It's also involved with the conversion of glucose into glycogen, which is then stored in the liver. And it's also partly responsible for the liver functioning as it should. So it's good to get this in your diet. Um, it is a fat-soluble vitamin. So sometimes I also see it having a correspondence to the sun, just typically because that rules most of the all the other fat-soluble vitamins. And if you're getting one fat-soluble vitamin, you're probably getting all of them because they tend to, you know, be in groups inside of food and stuff. So as far as food sources, um, chestnut leaves, spinach, soybeans, tomatoes, cauliflower, cabbage, peas, carrots, and potatoes have it as well as prunes. You can find it in pork liver, lean meats, and kidney meats. Yogurt and egg yolks have it as well. And as far, excuse me, that was like a weird thing. Um, as far as herbs go, shepherd's purse and kelp has it too. So um, seaweed, kelp, all good things. Um, obviously, calcium is the other one. Oh, vitamin K dosage. I forgot to tell you how much we should be taking of that. So because it is fat soluble, it's not something you necessarily need to be supplementing unless, you know, your physician has told you to then follow their recommendations. Um, typically 300 to 500 milligrams daily is adequate. Um, and that's usually enough. Any more than that, it could potentially build up and become toxic. Um, it's more toxic to children just because they don't have any other systems really in place yet because they're, you know, babies and little and their body hasn't completely um, gotten online with how to work things yet. So be very cautious, um, you know, when dosing it with children. But typically we're not giving kids vitamin K supplements. So that makes it easy um, for sure. But just in case, just know to use caution no more than um, 10 milligrams, which is a very small amount um, for children. And then we have calcium, which is under the rule of Saturn as well. Calcium, everybody knows, is good for bone health, right? But it also is needed for a few other things as well. It um, helps our heart beat like it should, right? Because um, we really like our heart to continue beating. And it is one of the... Um, 
minerals that we need for proper regulation of our heartbeat. Um, we need sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium to all be in the proper levels so that our heart beats in the uh, proper beat and doesn't be too fast or too slow or stop eating altogether. So we need it for that. We need it for the nervous system. It helps the nervous system function as it should. We need it to help bleeding wounds clot quickly as well. And it keeps our muscles um, working as they should and keeps them from being spasmy and, you know, painful, especially um, with Saturn being the ruler. Um, we can see that muscle spasms are a common thing there with that. So, um, if you're getting a lot of muscle spasms, it can be a sign of low potassium, magnesium, or calcium, and it doesn't hurt to take all three um, and see if that helps. So we need it for that. We need it for cell wall structure. We need vitamin D in conjunction with um, calcium to make sure that it's ingested and assimilated properly. So it works best with taking it with vitamins A, D, C, magnesium, as well as phosphorus. Um, phosphorus, as you remember, is ruled by Mars. Um, A, D, and magnesium are ruled by the sun. So you need a lot of fire ruled, you know, fiery planets, uh, mineral minerals vitamins and minerals there we go to take with it as well um, as far as foods most people know that it's in dairy products which is true you can also find it in watercress cauliflower broccoli um, endive rutabaga spinach turnips lettuce onions soybeans um, celery flax seeds, kidney beans, lentils. Um, you can find it in almonds, avocados, dried apricots, bananas, cranberries, prunes, lemons, grapefruit, pineapple. Um, as far as like meat options, you can find it in oyster, shrimp, lobster, liver, chicken. It's found in most dairy products, um, most cheeses, yogurts, buttermilk, regular milk. Um, as far as herbs go, you can find it in um, arrowroot, um, carrageen, which is like Irish moss, chamomile, chives, cleavers, dandelion root, flaxseed, meadowsweet, um, nettle. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as other things go, kelp. And then you can find it in like eggshell, oyster shell, or bone meal calcium supplements where they've literally... You know, they're made from exactly what they sound like they're made from to help get it. So you can take it in supplement form that way as well. Um, regular doses daily, just get it in your diet. There's, uh, you can obviously get too much calcium and then you'll have a funky heartbeat. Um, and potentially it can cause death, but typically it's something that um, you just want to get through your diet and don't supplement too much um, unless you know, you've been told by a physician that you need to. If you are um, a woman, you need to be getting 1,200 to 1,800 um, milligrams daily in your diet. Um, if you're pregnant or lactating, you want to increase that number by four to 500 milligrams. If you are a male, you want 1,200 to 1,800 as well. Um, if you're 10 and above, this is for women and uh, men 10 and above if you're under 10 then you only want to do about 700 to maybe a thousand tops so most of that you can get straight from your food as far as the positive correspondences of Saturn 
we see here when it's well integrated into our charts, into our bodies and souls, we see a practical and logical mind, right? It's really disciplined, organized, responsible. They have good boundaries. They're able to grasp like challenges and see the valuable lessons that they are. And then transmute that and evolve as human beings, right? We see them learning to bring the mind under control from all the chaos that's going on out in the world, integrate our hearts, our minds, our bodies, our spirits, our souls, everything all together, right? We learn to gather wisdom better and take it, take wisdom in better and actually listen to those that have maybe been there, done that, instead of pushing that aside like we sometimes do um, when we're younger, right? Um, it teaches us that we can have healthy limits and boundaries with ourselves, with others. No, it teaches us and helps us understand what we stand for, what we won't stand for. Um, learn to be responsible for our decisions. Take responsibility for our actions, which, let me tell you, we should have already learned as children, but unfortunately not everybody was raised in a way to learn that. And so sometimes that will be our Saturn return lesson, right? How to take responsibility for our actions. So we can see that people who have a well-integrated Saturn will do that on their own, right? They are learning to be flexible to change, let go of old patterns and beliefs. They're willing to stretch and evolve and be disciplined and structured and all of that stuff, right? Whereas in its more negative um, associate correspondences where it's maybe not as well integrated or we're fighting against it, we see a lot of stubbornness, rigidity in our beliefs and our boundaries, like to a point where like you're like pushing people away that shouldn't be pushed away right because you're you're enforcing things that are just a little too strict right we see stinginess with things uh, walls created around it's not a boundary but like a, a damn brick wall that like no one can get through or around or under right um we are if we're not well integrated we see a lot of criticalness here judgment being very judgmental, inflexible, having no sympathy for others. We see a lot of people being trapped like in mental prisons that they've kind of created for themselves that feel comfortable to them but are really unstable and on the verge of collapse at any moment. And so we can see like depression that comes from that, um, what they used to call melancholy, which is kind of similar to depression, but more like not as like strong, I guess. It's just nothing sounds fun or good ever. Um, and that goes for like everything. It can see them being, you know, cold, fearful, um, completely non-creative. Everything's just like meh right life is very meh and it restricts the vital force and we see that you know really happening with individuals who are just too rigid and tight and things where everything has to be a certain way that eventually their health collapses and that's why right it's restricting that vital force from flowing as it needs to um, a deficiency of saturn though right where we don't have enough of it in our lives so it's not super well integrated but it's not really in the you know like not integrated at all it's somewhere in between we can see someone who has no boundaries they just feel like everything everywhere they have to do everything for everybody they have no ability to say no they overwork themselves they're ungrounded they're like the dreamers and artists right that are 
wonderful. They come up with great stuff, but they refuse to, like, come down from, like, their creative realms and, like, do the practical stuff that they need to do to, like, continue living, you know, as an artist, right? Sometimes you might have to get a job, that horrible three-letter word, until you can, you know, get yourself going more with your art, things like that, right? So we can see them not being disciplined or having practicality when it's deficient and just kind of living in the the ethos, kind of similar to like a Pisces that hasn't um, integrated their uh, their Pisces well into themselves either, you know? As far as the herbs that are governed by um, Saturn, we see um, a lot of different plants that are really like dry, tough, stringy, really like rough skin things like that um it's just a really kind of like signature of saturn because again it's a dry cold planet so we see a lot of planets that a lot of plants here that either help with increasing warmth in the body or that continue the cold kind of cycle so we have elder and we have comfrey which are good good plants that help with so many different things. Elder is really great for like uh, helping with flu especially, but viral infections in general with helping our body, you know, get through those. Um, comfrey is super healing to the gut and to the gallbladder and to the skin. Comfrey is one of those herbs that is absolutely amazing to use for wounds, but you have to make sure that you have A, cleaned it out super, super well with like some soap and water first and irrigated it. Otherwise, you put comfrey on there and it helps heal the skin so fast that it'll seal the skin with whatever dirt, whatever you haven't washed out under there and then an infection will occur right so comfrey is great to use like after the body has already started healing it itself and maybe it's not completely scabbed over but like you can see an infection's not coming so then you put comfrey to help it finish healing the rest of the way we also see horsetail here um horsetail is chock full of minerals it is one of the most mineral dense herbs that you can really see used out there and so we see that again being associated with saturn because saturn rules a lot of the minerals and so we see that we also see poison hemlock under here which by its name alone please do not go running out to find this plant and take it um it will kill you um but it is associated with saturn because again saturn is associated with like those harsh lessons right the harsh lesson here would be don't eat shit that you don't know what it is because you might end up dead and that's ultimately how they figured out in the past what plants to eat and what plants to avoid so those are the main ones that i see here there's a few other ones as you know well but those are the main ones um, that i tend to use under this correspondence i do see some correspondence to mullen which is actually a moisturizing herb and we typically see like with the moon or venus but it helps moisturize all of the areas that Saturn likes to dry out. So it's great. As far as ways to balance the influence seen here, honestly, bring a lot more Jupiter into your life, a lot more joy, a lot more happiness. Um, don't be so rigid in everything. Don't be so rigid in your beliefs that you're close-minded to anybody else's beliefs. You really just being open-minded, relaxed, able to go with the flow as a person is so much better and also will help bring so much more joy to your life right so learning that um enforcing those boundaries when you need to learning to say no i know it's hard trust me i've been there done that um but 
learning to say no will be super fucking helpful. Practice it. Practice it with somebody, right? Journaling can be good here too to kind of see like what those life lessons are that keep cropping up. Or if you keep seeing already, just listening to this, the same lessons to figure out why they keep happening and then make steps to stop them from happening, right? So journaling and reflection can be good here. Meditation is always a good one to help integrate the spirit and the body as one. So that's always a good practice here. And then getting out into nature can really help too and, and just learning to be with nature and watching nature because nature has its own boundaries set up in place right and things that it will allow that it won't allow and you can see how animals interact with or have like the same thing so getting out in nature can really help with that as well obviously incorporate some of those saturn herbs in there um, those can help increase or decrease the effect of saturn in your life depending on what you're looking for so elder um, flower tea is absolutely amazing um, it's one of my favorites we drink it just for fun but you can drink it when you're sick too so it's uh, another great way to just drink some of those herbs daily and help bring that influence back into your life as well as herbs and uh, foods that are full of all of the vitamins and minerals that saturn rules that'll also help right when our bodies are well nourished we can more easily learn life lessons, integrate things, and be flexible in both our body, soul, and our spirit. So hopefully that helped everybody. Thank you for listening. Overall, Saturn is full of some harsh lessons, yes, but if we take those lessons, we learn what we're supposed to, we evolve as a person, it will affect and change our futures for the better. So just learning to do that is really one of the best things you can do and nourishing your body this is another lesson that you can learn here is super important so always focusing on 80 percent to 90 percent like nutrient dense whole foods in your daily intake is going to be the better option here to help prevent issues coming down the line that might be influenced by saturn if you want to know what influences saturn might be having over your life and what those might be causing now or in the future reach out to me let's get you a reading so that we can figure out what's going on you can go to atlastrology.com and sign up through there or at the link in the show notes and i will talk to you guys later love and light Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Alchemy, Astrology, and Astro Health. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed making it. You can find all relevant links to today's show in the show notes below. If you loved the show today, please subscribe, follow, and leave me a review. I love to hear your thoughts and it helps me know what is a hit and to make more of that content, especially for you. If you want to learn more about me and how I can help you, head over to atlaastrology.com. There you can sign up for a medical astrology package, download my free sunshine in your health ebook read the blog and so much more if you want to connect more outside the podcast follow my instagram channel at atla astrology or join my astro connection community the link to which you can find in the show notes until next time love and light